I'm your host, Scott Morgan. With me is Trevor and Josh. Josh looking a little bit like the emperor today. I told um, Trevor that. I told Trevor that word for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm yep. like, I'm waiting for you to like shoot lightning out of your hands. Uh, so anyone watching on Twitch hopefully can agree with me on that. Um, yeah, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing good, Scooter. How are you doing? Doing well, well myself. <laughs> Trevor well, now Scooter. I'm not Scooter. <laughs> it's okay, Trevor. How, how are you? No one wants to know how I am. I care how you are, too. Uh, <laughs> I'm doing great. Sunny out this week instead of overcast for like every day, which was last See, week. I don't. I I leave for work at like six forty, and I had to like ice like scrape the car, ice off my car in the morning, and really? then when I went to the gym at like three thirty. I didn't need a jacket because it was like sixty degrees. That's the Midwest yesterday. for you. <laughs> it was really weird. Yeah. Um. All right, but let's uh let's get started with one of our topics, Josh. I don't know what you have planned for this week, but let's talk about what you want to talk about. I want to talk about. As so, as you both know, I'm a very hard, uh, hardcore Cubs fan, and what? yeah, big, big surprise, big, big, big surprise. And uh, sorry, as I tweet, tweet at, tweet this out, and try to get people in here. Gosh, a Cubs fan, um, who would have thought? And I don't know if you guys saw, but they're they're they have no well, since they've taken over, extensions have not been something that they have done. Uh, in the past week, it seems that Anthony Rizzo is not going to be extended. And this got me thinking, um, if, you're, if you're the owner of a sports team, what is it that you owe your fans? Because if there was someone who should be staying their entire career in one jersey, it should be Anthony Rizzo. And so he, they offered him five years, $70 million or something, and that's like a slap in the face to that guy. And so it's like, what, what, what if you own the sports team, what's the bare minimum you can do because I, I believe I, I very much believe that if no one's going to be extended the, the person that should be extended the most just earns, has the right is Rizzo no I'm a hobby guy I want hobby extended I will cry if he's not but yeah um, in terms of just loyalty and doing the right thing for a city I feel like extending Anthony Rizzo is that and I, that just made me think of a broader question of if, you, if you're an owner of a sports team what is it that you owe fans so are we talking about owing fans in the terms of just in general or just in the terms of like keeping players around that are, you know, good for your organization. They're good people. They're hard workers. They're meant to kind of whatever you team. think that is, whatever you think that is, Trev, I don't know. Like if I'm talking about, like I know most about baseball and I know that the Royals whose general manager's name is Dayton Moore. They constantly do the right thing for their players. Like they just signed Salvador yeah. Perez, their agent catcher to a huge deal just because they love him so much. They think they owe him after they lowballed him with the, after the last extension was so team friendly, they did him a favor and gave him a huge one, even though he's not really good anymore. They just did it. They thought that that guy okay. would belong. They, that, that was the right thing to do. And, you know, it's a very similar. They obviously made different positions catcher in first base, but Rizzo's first extension was very team-friendly. And so you would think mm -hmm. that he deserves to have at least a market-rate deal at this point. He doesn't, he doesn't need to take another team-friendly. He already did that once for them. So what? where's the loyalty here? Because we, we expect players to remain loyal, but teams just don't do it. And so it's like, wait, what, what's the deal? Yeah, I, you know, that's a good question. Like, how do you, how do you be a good owner? Because, I mean, there's plenty of, in the, like, there's plenty of case histories, obviously, for sports owners. There's plenty of famous ones. I mean, you look at like guys like Jerry Jones. Like, is that person a good owner? Like, he's brought championships to Dallas, but for the past twenty years, you could argue that him being as involved as he is in his team is a bad thing. Uh, so I, I don't know. It kind of depends, like, on, from case to case. Because I think you want an owner that's really active in your organization, communi like communicates with the players, like uh, 
I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, Mark, I think you, you know, can agree Cuban? the best owner is Mark Cuban. I think that's I think that's a best I think that's a given that Mark Cuban is the best overall owner in sports because he you know owners I, usually get to know their players. Mark Cuban does, yeah. and he he still does the right thing for his employee employees and stuff. Yeah, and Tom you Ricketts, know, I, the Ricketts family, uh, one of them you know is flamingly racist, and uh, you know not great, not great. <laughs> and yeah. uh, with, with Cuban, he he does things that owners. He's the first one to do many things. So when like COVID shut down sports, he's like, I'm gonna. Still pay everyone that you know works at the stadium, ushers, anyone that's currently out of work. I'm going to continue to pay them. He's the first guy to do all these great things. So just just kind of continue what Josh was saying about him as a good owner. But let's get back on topic with contracts and and what I guess is the question, Josh. What owners should do for fans? What do owners owe fans? Like, do, do, are okay. you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Let's with just make owners, a list. Let's... Are you okay with owners just? being like a business owner and treating it like a business or are we are we as fans expecting them to keep our favorite players around despite it might not being the most winning formula like what what do what do we want what do we expect from an owner i guess is what it really really boils down to now i uh so i don't like the cardinals um what i will but i will say what they (laughs) the st louis cardinals trevor um, no, I, I know. I, that's that's why I was like, what? <laughs> but what I will say is they do a very good job of once a player has collapsed his peak, but he has done so much for the franchise, they give him a very fair deal. If you look at Wainwright, he's like 38. He gets paid, I think, a decent amount with incentive. I think he's like on a one-year $8 million contract. Um, you don't really need to pay him. It might be a smarter move to just let him go elsewhere and pay a younger arm and just try that out. But if he wants to keep pitching and obviously retire a, a Cardinal, like they do very team friendly deals. I don't get why. I, I know we're kind of talking about the Cubs specifically. I listened on the radio several times. Some people are like, Oh, you got to let Rizzo go. And then others are so diehard thinking that like you have to find a way to pay him. And I, I'm on, I think Josh's side of this man helped us win a world series has been a leader, a veteran, Still getting it done slugging and is one of the best defensive first basemen still in the league. Um, I, I just feel like you that's a guy that you, we got to bring back. I understand it should not be like a max contract. I don't think anyone's arguing that. But the 70 mil for five years kind of seemed like a slap in the face for what he's done for us. Let me let me clarify a couple of things. Uh, there is no max contract in baseball. There's no salary cap. There is no limit to what a player can make. And uh, in terms of just <clears throat> value, there is a, there is a lot of off-field things that Anthony Rizzo has brought to the Cubs. He, uh, you know, all the goodwill generated marketing-wise for that team is you can't put a value on it. So, and then uh, in terms of just sheer sheer value, um, Anthony Rizzo literally gave the final World Series ball to Ricketts for free. Like, that ball Mm -hmm. is worth millions of dollars, the final out ball. He just handed it to him. And so it's it, it's so rude on a, a bunch of different levels that they're slapping the face. Where like Rizzo has done so much that he's never been asked to do it. He just does it. And and then uh, if bringing bias a little bit towards this, international players want to play for the Cubs because of Javier Baez. That's just a fact. Like they, multiple of them are quoted. And so that's other value that you're forgetting. But again, it just comes down to um, what like are you cool with an owner? just treating it like a business and not and being cold-hearted and looking at X's and O's and X and Y's and just running it like a business instead of caring about players and how they feel and stuff. 
I was going to say, like how, how Josh mentioned that Rizzo has done a lot for the Cubs organization off the field, not just the Cubs organization, but just the community of Chicago, Illinois. Every like he is, he has built so much in just the state of Illinois that has been very good. Community service, philanthropy, everything. Um, God, yeah, no, I, I think this is a really good question. That it's tough, Trevor. What, what's your opinion? You've been to a little me, quiet the last couple minutes. First and foremost, the owner owes fans wins and championships. Championships are the ultimate goal in sports. I think everyone can agree with that. I know there's only one team wins in you know every you know, respective sports championship, but that should be the first and foremost goal of what an owner owns owes fans. Uh, second to that, I think they owe fans a good t- a good team culture and a, a product that is worth watching. Like, and I think those go hand in hand because when your team's culture is good and com- competitive and positive, you have good role models. Usually you have, uh, you have usually an entertaining product. You have good coaches, good locker rooms. All that stuff is good, good press. I mean, so, and I think re- keeping people like Rizzo around, he's good for the city. He's good for the fans, you know, ki- uh, everybody from team. kids to, you know, players, everyone loves him so you know keeping a player like that around is good so i think i think you know keeping the fans happy by signing a player like that i don't know if that's necessarily always owed i mean because i can i can think of like obviously with my own situation like being a packer fan like when brett Favre got traded that was a whole thing like obviously brett Favre was great for the packers he he was the first quarterback really in a lot since um bart Starr in the 60s to take them to being a competitive team i mean green bay was a doormat of the nfl in the 80s and he he, he him and uh ron wolf really turned that team around but you know it came time in uh, you know 2010s early 2010s that it was like okay brett you know it's time to go like what you did for the city what you did for this team it's great and you're a great role model well i you know, at, at the top, you know, um, <laughs> he's a hard worker and he turned around the football team. Everybody obviously loved him, but obviously there, there are some weird things that happened uh, with his, his phone camera. But, you know, it, it comes a time when he just wasn't necessarily the best for that, that, um, that, uh, the team. And, you know, you could, he's, he's that level of impact guy where it's like, yeah, he's great for the team, great for the locker room. He's going to fight. He's going to try to win, but, Obviously, Rizzo is a different situation, but I'm just saying you can't apply that. Like, well, he's, you know, Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo would look weird in a, not a, being a Cub, like, which is, I think, that kind of situation here to uh, every situation. I think in this situation, it makes sense, but it, you know, it's kind of like uh, Kyle Lowry, too, right? A little bit, I would say. Trading him I, I think that's and, and, or keeping him. Like, and what does that mean to the fans? What does that mean to him? I think as, that's uh, slightly different because if. No, the... no, it's different. I agree. I'm just saying, like, if there, if Kyle Lowry wants, like, I don't think that's a money issue. I think one, I think Ricketts are just being cheap, and if Lowry wants to stay, they will, they will gladly give him the money. I think that's just, it's just whatever because Kyle Lowry that, wants to because, do. Well, because I think the Raptors are a good organization. They know that's the right thing to do for the fans, the right thing yeah. to do for the team. So I, I think yeah. with the Lowry situation, it's all about what's best for the team as well as Lowry, and that, that's the, that's the tough thing as a Raptor fan is right now. It's do we kind of rebuild if we do. And Lowry's on board with it. Like we're gonna help, or he's gonna be a big part of that decision. With the Cubs, it's it's all you know. We could keep this guy. We have the money. Do we want to spend it? It, it? It's a very different situation with that aspect. Um, the fact that like Rizzo's still a contributing player, I don't really think it should be 
conversation. And he's not like it's not like he's going into year thirty five and we're gonna try to give him a five year contract now. Um this this is what is he, thirty two now, going into age thirty two? I believe 31. he's like, thirty one he right old. now. So I mean if, if we gave him a five year contract, I think he could definitely still be very productive, very solid for a spaceman for the next five years. Um which we have nothing to show us that he won't be. I mean, we can look across the city, right, and see how the White Sox treated Paul Konerko and yeah. let him leave. And that's Jerry Reinsdorf, who uh, also known cheap a cheap uh, owner. And so it just it's another level of just bullshit that we see from the Ricketts again. And it's like uh, usually these guys hate hate uh, talking about contracts going into the season going into the season. And uh, Rizzo's not said he won't do it, but. Going back to Baez, um, Javi has said several times that all he wants to do is remain a Cub, and he's willing to talk about it into the season now. He just wants to stay here. And you know how they reward that? They don't extend him. And it's heartbreaking to me as, you know, number one self-proclaimed Javier Baez fan. And it just it's heartbreaking to me, and I know that's going to be a really tough time if slash when he leaves. But that's like, it just, I think I think um, owners are, oh, oh the fans, um, a team that's likable and I think it's important to understand who fan favorites are and when a player is so attached to a city and wants to stay desperately that they make that happen. These people are billionaires. They're absolute billionaires. It's chump change for them. It doesn't matter and it would make countless people happy. It just okay. it's it's I, very sickening to me. I wanna say with Trevor I agree first and foremost it's you, you need to win and try to be competitive. Champions owner yeah. is an owner an owner, a way to do that is to not be cheap. It's like plain and simple as that is, is to pay money, is to, you know, be trying to bring in these big name superstars that can improve your team. Not trying to nickel and dime your GM and have them try to moneyball a, a roster to compete against teams that are paying twice as much. Um, two, I, I think Trevor and all of us are okay with a team losing a, a big fan favorite obviously that's not ideal but if it's in the efforts to win and it's a decision that fans and people should be able to understand and looking hindsight it was the right move great like it, it sucks sometimes and it's weird seeing someone in different uniforms we've seen it across all four major sports um i i think we all have seen trades and we're like kind of get what they're doing um even though it's it's weird to see Russell Westbrook not in an Oklahoma City Thunder jersey. Now he's in every other jersey. But um, that first trade was a, was a weird thing to see. Um, I, I do agree with Trevor or Josh. I, I think that understanding a fan favorite to the city, the community, and you know the organization, you can still get rid of that person if it means trying to win. You just have to go about it the right way. Talking with him like the Raptors did, seeing where he stands, you know, maybe seeing where he'd want to go, or just if there's nothing good, just hanging on to him. I don't know. That's my thoughts. Trevor, you have any uh, any final thoughts where you wrap this topic up? I did have one, and now I'm forgetting it. You got to take risks. There it is. You got to take risks as, as an owner, ultimately. And whether the risk is keeping those fan favorites, making a trade, uh, building an extension to your stadium, r uh, remodeling, even moving, uh, you got to take risks. And you got to make sure that you're, what you're doing is for the best <laughs> – uh, for, <laughs> for the best of the team, and uh, you know, I think I think the Ricketts family is has uh had a history of maybe not taking those risks, and uh, you know, I think if you look at owners that take risks and 
or owners that even put the trust of their team because some owners just aren't involved. Like some owners just put the trust in their general manager. Um, and they're like, all right, here, this is your team. Go like, go try to make all the decisions and you do it. And it's, and that, that sometimes works out. So owners got to decide if that's the right move to make, or if they want to be more involved, you know? So I think you got to take risks to be a good owner. I have a question for you too, that, um, that Trevor, that, that thought kind of makes me wonder, um, would you rather have an owner that hangs on to the team favorites or one that's willing to make those big trades, move on when they players pass his peak. Like what? What? Like someone that maybe you hang. So it's either you hang on to a guy too long, but he's a you know team favorite. He's gonna he's gonna retire as a you know hometown team, but he his later years are kind of crap. Or would you rather have a guy that trades him at you know when he's starting to decline after his peak, try to get value. It's all timing there. It's it really is. If if you can yeah. put a team around that person and still try to win like the Broncos did with Peyton Manning, obviously the Broncos weren't his original team, but they were still able to build around an aging quarterback that really just made the offense inoperable at points. If you can do that and you that- want to try to make that happen, then I think you should because you owe it to that player who's given your team that much loyalty and success over those years. But if it, if it's not going to work out, then it's not going to work out, and you got to make a move. You got to talk with that player. I think if because like, those players, you know, they get they get that respect. They get to, you know, have a hand in where, deciding where they want to go and what they want to do with their future because they've earned it over years of service. And I think that's, you know, fair to say. I think ultimately what we decided is that uh, players deserve to have, especially players of long, like with long service time at the civic place, should have a right to say how this goes down and shouldn't come down to the owners being cheap. Mm-hmm. They're, they should, there's... Okay, I think, yeah, I think we all agree. Owners shouldn't be cheap. They should be trying to win. And that, that really the only thing they can do is pay and not undermine their GMs. Um, two, I think we we agree that fan favorites should be included in that conversation. Are they untouchable? No. Are they more untouchable than, you know, the ninth guy on the bench? Yes. But um, I, I definitely think we all agree that, like, they can be traded if it's what's best for the roster. Just you have to do it in an appropriate way. You can't blindside a, a hometown favorite. You can't kind of got to see where he's interested in going. Let me give another example before we move on. Um, when the Rockies, back to the Rockies being garbage, when Sorry. the Rockies traded Troy Tulowitzki, um, when he signed the original extension, they, they wouldn't put a no trade clause in, but they had a handshake agreement that they promised they would never trade him. They wouldn't put the no trade clause in, but they promised they would never do it. And so come 2017, when he ultimately did get traded, they came up to him and they said, hey, things are trained. We got to trade you. Give us a list of teams. And Troy got mad appropriately because they promised him, but he gave him a list of teams. And then they traded him to the Blue Jays, who were not on that list of teams. And so uh, it blindsided him. But, you know, Troy Tulitsky is retired, and there's a reason why you don't see him in Rocky stuff. This guy should have been retired as a Rocky. His number should have already retired by the Rockies. And there's a reason you don't see his him affiliated with them right now is because they completely just blindsided him and lied to his face several times. And so... Like that's, I think that's super scummy, and I don't care if it's a business. That shouldn't, that shouldn't be how you treat people, and especially as yeah. your franchise number one all-time shortstop. So, I mean, that that reminds me of how uh, Kevin Garnett switching sports here was uh, treated by the Timberwolves. Never got his, you know, jersey retired. I mean, he's probably the best player in franchise history. He, you know, I, he I wanted to buy the team. He wanted he to even do that. Ownership. It's really disrespectful to Andrew Wiggins, Scott. <laughs> With the, yeah, I did. Um, hey, hey, Andrew with, Wiggins, we'll give you the, the max if if you promise to just be a better player. Yeah. Like, 
What? With the way that the ownership and uh, no, just ownership. I think the GM was fine. But the way the ownership of Timberwolves treated Kevin Garnett, he wanted nothing to do with them, and now I think due to issues between management and him, his number's not retired, and there's really no relationship as far as I know. Um, actually, a negative relationship. I think Kevin Garnett openly like mocks the owner. Um, but yeah, I think we definitely covered this uh this topic. Trevor, what do you want to talk about today? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple of things, but I think uh, one of the big things that got brought up is the moves the Dolphins are making in the draft. I think it's any, it, uh, you know, maybe not necessarily about the Dolphins, but it just got me thinking about the NFL draft and how it's what, like not even a month out now. I don't know. I'm just, I'm really excited for the NFL draft. The NFL draft is, I know it, it gets really boring after the first round and even during the first round. The, the watching the time take off that clock is it's so it's so long and it sucks waiting and I don't know I still love watching it though I, I love the NFL draft and it's coming up and I, I think talking about it now is kind of good because we're starting to get some trades some moves you know teams are saying what they wanted like the 49ers trade up to the third pick and, and they're like yeah Jimmy Garoppolo we want him to be a 49er like what what are they doing you know so I think that that would be yeah uh, interesting to discuss well, you no, know I, me. I, I, I am Mr. Football. I know all about football. Um, no, but I, yeah. What? <laughs> I interrupted you, so I want you to keep keep going. I just think I just think we're in for. I, I I think based on what I know is that there's a lot of quarterbacks. None of them are particularly mm-hmm. standouts for Trevor Lawrence, but there's a lot of them. And uh, I think I think it's going to be interesting to see you know what the Bears do because I I'm going to assume I'm going to make an assumption right now. Right, I'm going to make an assumption that. The Bears do not see Andy Dalton as their long-term answer. Okay, I'm gonna make. We don't know if that's true. It could be, but I'm gonna make you that assumption. To, no, they signed him to a one-year contract. He's definitely not envisioned to be a long-term starter. Yeah, I bet you say that, but and the Bears bears it up. So, I watch him for more than three years as a Bears. You guys, I'm cry. you guys know that the Bears never made a like a goodbye Mitch Trubisky post. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, they never did. That's kind of weird, right? It's very weird. Like I, I know. He wasn't necessarily like everyone's favorite, but I feel like he was a good guy, and yeah. I I don't know. Like I mean, the Raptors he brought did, the Bears to the playoffs. The Raptors like, did for Terrence Davis, and you know Terrence Davis, you know has done. Yeah, right. I still did it, dude. Uh, the, the Texans did it for Deshaun, not Deshaun Watson, for uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Like, and they traded obviously, him, that's yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, but like they traded him, and like they kind of treated him like shit. I don't know, like yeah. But I think I think what uh, Josh is trying to say is he does not see Dalton as the foreseeable quarterback for the Bears, and he imagines yeah. them potentially drafting a quarterback. Um, I don't know if we'll go first round quarterback. We might wait for second round, third round, and get one of the not top five prospects that everyone is talking about. Um, yeah, uh, Trevor, what do you? What, uh, I, I honestly remember doing like draft or mock draft with Trevor, especially the year. Oh my gosh, a, dude, do you remember no, in like wait, high wait. school? Laramie Tunsil year. Yeah, we got together, we're eating, and I think we had like Laramie Tunsil at, what was he projected, like three or four? Or he, was was he, a, he was a projected top five pick. I'm, I'm almost 100% yeah. positive. And so we had him at like, I think like three or four. And all of a sudden, we're like, it was just messing up the entire draft, especially when other tackles and guards were being taken up in front of him. And we were so confused. I loved how it like took to like pick, I think he got drafted like tenth or thirteenth, and all of a sudden, like we find out yeah. like during his draft video what happened, what was posted, which is a very funny like one of one of the craziest draft story. day stories of all time. One of the craziest. Yeah, and oh my god, that was wild. But I always remember that when I think of the draft. I also like 
Yeah. I don't even know all the players by the end of the first round, but it's just fun seeing you know what teams who they get, what these analysis think of these guys, uh, the player ca- comparisons, them crying, the funny moments of you know the girlfriends going on their phone and them swiping it real quick. Just anything can happen. It's outfits, very funny. The outfits um, are great. Like remember uh, Danny outfits. Shelton uh, with the with the oh god yeah. I don't know what the traditional name for it is, but he's he's uh, I think he's of what. Hawaiian descent, or I could be wrong on that. Least... Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, I don't want to be wrong. Yeah, but he he had a really cool uh, draft day outfit. I remember. What was your draft day outfit, outfit. Yeah, tell me uh, your draft day. Um, let's go. Let's go do this. Everyone say the draft day outfit. Right I know. I, I feel like I just wear like a normal, like you know, like a suit or tux, normal thing that the players wear. Like I don't think I'd go too crazy with it. Maybe, maybe I'd I'd have like some like kind of like. You know, I guess since I'm like from Iowa State, like I'm proud of my school, so I'm gonna wear like something like coordinating with those colors, probably in my suit. You're not gonna wear yeah. like uh the the the, the uh, suit shorts. Uh, no, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I think I would. Since if I was gonna be drafted in the NFL, my only position I have a chance at would be if I bulked up like a hundred defensive pounds tackle and became a fullback. Oh. Um, so as a fullback being drafted, I would wear a suit. Under my suit, I would have my pads on. So I'm always ready to lower shoulder. It'd be, I'd get a lot of interview questions, and it'd be great. I'd I be think, a meme. I think I would just go full Billichek. I think I'd just go full full hood. Just I'm no ready. sleeves. I'm ready for the NFL. Remember when we talked about a hoodless shirt? Yeah. Just, just a T-shirt, man. That was a long ep- That was like twenty episodes ago. Um, you know, Trevor, I'm definitely excited for the draft. Minnesota, or not Minnesota, Miami trading, traded down then up, right? Which makes you think, are they maybe thinking of a quarterback or? Uh, may- oh no, I think they were thinking of uh, Devontae Smith. I mean, I've never seen a team do this like do that in the same day. It like, makes you think, think that they don't know up and down. It wasn't even the same I day. Think... It was like twenty minutes apart. They might have the direction yeah. just confused. <laughs> I think. I think it's like usually like this is the kind of trade when like it, like it happened this last trade deadline when the Bulls trade for Mo Wagner and they're like all right well actually you're gonna go to uh, Boston and it's like no we're doing this with picks now in the NFL like that's pretty like unheard of to, for I think because I think sometimes it'll happen and like you'll get trades before the draft and then if teams see players are gonna be available uh, or, or not gonna be available when they want them they might trade up or they might trade down like during the draft. I, I've seen that, but like literally never in the same like Scott said the same half an hour. Yeah, it, it, I mean we've seen it. Yeah, where like they move down, but this was a very quick. Like you're like, oh, they. I didn't even like clear the notification by the time they they traded uh back up. So I think they're looking maybe a receiver, um, a tackle just to help two in that offense out. So that'll be. That'd I mean, be it confirms that they're not going for quarterback, right? It confirms that they're yeah. just doing Tua. Like that's. I think is that crazy? Is that crazy? I think, like, I think. I mean, they drafted him. Whoa, they drafted him pretty early. He showed some good signs in his first year. I think you've got to give him. You got to give him a chance. Who's their backup? You do. You do. I, I don't think. I don't think they should do the Josh Rosen thing where Cardinals draft him. Like, okay, you suck. Next. I like. I. I you know, I wasn't. I was never really much of a fan of Josh Rosen, but like, it wasn't like his fault for him being like a bad person or anything. He just. I. You know. I. He only got a year, really, to me. Like. And maybe mm-hmm. that affected him. Like it, it probably did affect him in some way, and that that sucks. But like, obviously, Tua, I think deserves a longer shot. And I don't know. It just it seems weird for Miami, not necessarily to have much insurance, but 
I, you know, I got to commend the, the initiative here. Like, that's pretty, pretty ballsy yeah. to trade down from the number three pick. Like, there's some good players in this draft. Like, but I think, I think it's not a bad idea to get more picks and just try to make something of it. And I, their backup quarterback, actually, I believe, is Jacoby Brissett. So it's not like, you know, if, if they really think two is not the option. I like Jacoby Jacoby stepped Brissett in before. He, he's a, I'm just saying, it's not like we're going from, a, I don't want to trash talk anyone, but we're not going from Tua to just say Josh Rosen. You know, like uh, someone that we yeah. don't really know and when he has played has been bad. Or Nathan Peterman, maybe. Nathan like, Peterman, Jacoby man. Brissett is, is a solid He's a better backup than most backup quarterbacks, I think you can say. Um, bottom tier starter, but solid backup. So I, I think that they're that, that's a good move for them. So I'm curious to see if they – I really want them to get a receiver to help Tua out. Um, yeah. Uh, anything so, else with NFL draft day? Yeah. So now that, like, we got these top three teams it, since the 49ers trade up to the top three, got the Jaguars, the Jets, 49ers. You could argue that they all need quarterbacks. Are we going to see three quarterbacks go at the top of this draft? I, I imagine if the Steelers take a quarterback, uh, Ben Roethlisberger breaking into the draft room and just like snapping necks. It is weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, the Steelers. You know, if they can get like a late guy, I maybe like a like a Trey Lance, but I don't think Trey Lance is going to drop. I don't know. Like, or maybe uh, I was going to say AJ McCarron, the Alabama guy, Mac Jones. I can see him. Yeah dropping what's Jordan Love up to these days Jordan Jordan Love yeah so he's I don't know I I don't know what the Packers plan for him but I mean I hope it's good I don't know like it's kind of weird (laughs) because I think we're starting like especially after Aaron Rodgers literally won the MVP it's like okay how long is he gonna play for he seems to want to keep playing so by the time like is he gonna be done by the time Jordan Jordan Rodgers. I was gonna say Jordan Rogers. Uh, Jordan Love's contract is up. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Jordan Love. Jordan Love never played like last year, so it's kind of weird. Kind of a weird situation. I can't really gauge it. But I don't. Know, it's also kind of weird going back to the draft. 49ers have a quarterback. The Jets technically have a quarterback, a guy that they seem to have not really given up on yet. But they also have a new coach, and that usually means they want to get a different guy. So. I don't know. I could see the Jets definitely taking quarterback and the 49ers trading up to three makes me think they're going to go in on a new quarterback. So I don't know. Like, could happen. Could be an interesting, like, top. Like, I don't know the last time three quarterbacks got taken at the top of the draft. I I yeah. think of, like, Jameis Winston and Mariota. That was, like, the last um, one and two. Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin, the third. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's more, but three? Three's uh, Jared Goff and, and Carson Wentz. Yeah. <laughs> Carson Wentz, man, and Jared. Oh, they kind of both fell off now. We'll, we'll see. Both we'll see what they do. Traded this off season. Weird. Um, Trevor, I'm looking at like mock drafts right now, and there's a lot of teams that could use a quarterback. Like, I'm looking at CBS. They're saying that Atlanta's going to take quarterback. I, you know, that just seems weird. Yeah, I don't think they will. Yeah. Yeah, Trey Lance at four. No. Um, but no, but I'm saying like even the teams that they don't have taking quarterback, I think I'm on the same side as you. Yeah. Um, like the Eagles, they, they project them to take Devontae Smith at receiver, but like, I wouldn't be shocked if they go get quarterback because I don't know how confident they are in Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah, I mean, them just Mac trading Jones down though, like, is so weird because I don't think Jalen Hurts is the guy, and maybe they think it, but I just I don't know. He never seemed to be that guy in college. He didn't seem to be it at Oklahoma when that's like a super great offensive system to play in. 
I mean, he was great at Oklahoma. Don't get me wrong, but he also made a lot of errors that you just don't see NFL type quarterbacks making in college. So and he, he, he was not like he was good, but he wasn't like, I don't know. I don't know. Like another year in the league, people are going to have film. We'll see. Let me just let me just I, say this before we move on to the next next topic here. Um, I yeah. think if Jalen Hurts isn't good, the Eagles are going to be in for a lot of pain. No, and I agree, and I think that's one of the repercussions of them firing Doug Peterson, choosing to go with the GM because the GM I think is still there, right? Uh, Howie Roseman. Um, let me make sure on that, but his his seat's going to get hot. Howie Roseman's executive vice president. of of the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's kind of the guy who controls uh, personnel on the, on the Eagles. So if if this doesn't this off season doesn't work out for them, they don't turn some things around next season. Yeah, I think he's he's the guy who's going to be on the hot seat. I think you're right, Josh. Thank you. It was that was just a pun, and you guys didn't get it, but we can move on. What? Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just want to say, Trevor, with, with with the um the five quarterbacks, I think like I was in draft five, mode. I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, I, I was I was reading a lot. Um, I think that I could see all all those top five quarterbacks going in the first round. Um, which would just be really interesting because, like, I don't know. I think all of them could you know be really solid. Um, I like Justin Fields a lot. Yeah, because he has good eyes. He runs really fast. Um, Justin Fields is the guy like maybe got doubted all season. Had a good postseason, even though in the final game against Alabama it didn't go their way. Like he, he's the guy that I think he was a bit of a fan favorite over the postseason. Everyone's like, watch out for Justin Fields. He's the guy who can take over Trevor Lawrence in the top of the draft. So I'm just excited to see some of these some of these top uh, prospects. Hopefully, shake up some of these teams that have been pretty poor recently. Like Trevor Lawrence helping the the Jags would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, Whoever the Jets drafted a quarterback, you know, seeing the Jets in the win column would be nice for a change. Um, I mean, the 49ers and Falcons have been successful recently, so I, I won't. I mean, they've both been to Super Bowl in the past couple of years, which is crazy that they're uh, yeah. what, four and three and four. So, yeah. and the 49ers yeah, it'd be, it'd be did fun. I mean, trade yeah. up, but or no, they did. They did trade up. I was like, wait, the Dolphins the had third. a pick, but the Dolphins were good. They had the Texans pick. <laughs> God, the Texans. I don't want to talk about the Texans. All right, Scott, uh, yeah. what's your what's your topic? Um, no, I want to say I want to say one more thing before we move on to Scott's topic. I could see Justin Fields. Sorry, Scott. I I could see Justin Fields. No, I, I don't really have a topic. I could see Justin Fields being, um, the guy on draft night that gets taken like third or fourth after a Zach Wilson or a Trey Lance. After like a team is so high on one of those. Those those guys that don't play in a power five conference that they're just gonna they're they're gonna pick him over Justin Fields who he's had like I mean he's had great moments over the season and especially in the playoff game against Clemson but I, I I've seen guys like that just kind of like kind of fall I mean Deshaun Watson got taken at ten at ten no excuse me he got taken at uh, uh obviously hang on Deshaun Watson got taken late, later than he should have been uh, but. Obviously, there's some other stuff going on, but uh, talent-wise, like that draft. Josh, Josh, why? why? Is... <laughs> that hurts me, Josh. Josh, that's when like one of our friends texts you, and you're like, "This is targeting me." That you knew, I know. Now I know. Like, okay, Deshaun yeah, Watson like not only football. got taken 12th, but he got taken after the number two pick and Patrick Mahomes. 
which at the time, Patrick Mahomes was on like a three-win Texas Tech team. That's crazy. So I could see Justin Fields being a kind of Deshaun Watson this year. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. this year. So like, so like... It's hap- I'm just saying it's happened. Yeah. It's happened in the past. I, I don't know how to explain it, but just, you can see him exploding in the NFL and just becoming a star that like no one expected. I see him more like Lamar Jackson where like he's drafted. I mean, obviously probably a better Wow, passer. that far of a fall. Um, no, no, not that far of a fall, but kind of where, uh, where you don't you expect him to be like good, but not an MVP. Like like Justin Fields, I could see as a future potential MVP of the NFL, just with yeah. his skill set. If he pieces it together, if he's in the right system, maybe. And I don't know how many prospects we can say that about, but I think we're good with uh, NFL draft. Yeah, Trevor, did you want to talk at all about NBA or NFL? I think there's trades off or trade deadline offseason moves stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I think we should talk about the Bulls. Give me my category because other than that, I was gonna maybe we should, talk. We, about should, the... we could talk about the Bulls trade deadline. We could talk about uh, yeah, like, talk about some of the March Madness games. I mean, there's not much to talk about there. I think, but let's let, yeah, trade deadline. Yeah, so obviously the Bulls get Vucevic. Um, the, the Magic literally trade Ooh. everyone. You guys got uh, your jerseys what? yet? You guys buy your jerseys yet? I yeah, like no. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Don't get me wrong. I just man, it's I don't know. Scott, you want to go? Should I go? Uh, no, I I love Vucevic. I think he's been playing really well since joining the team. Obviously, there's yeah. going to be a little bit of a some growth period for um for them getting together. But I mean, he looked great. He does everything. He rebounds better than Wendell Carter. He passes better. He scores better. I mean, he's just better at all facets of the game, better leader. Uh, he's done it for longer. Um, he just seems like a good guy, and I, I feel Lando's fan base is very nice. They're, you know, saying we got a good one. Um, you know, take care of him. Enjoy him. Uh, I feel bad for Orlando fans. I want to get that off my chest. Uh, trade Vucevic. Uh, Gordon goes to the Nuggets. Vucevic. goes to the Celtics. What did I say? Vucevic. <laughs> you can say the, the... – Oh god, the Am I saying it wrong? <laughs> no, I was making fun of how um, it's the Vooch. K- K- uh, Perk said it. Kendrick Perk. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Vooch. The Bulls, did you see did you see that video, Josh? Where he's like stumbling over how to say he, can, he can't say most Vooch. players' names. It's kinda of funny just watching him suffer. <laughs> he's like Busa 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 bitch. <laughs> I, I don't like that we're now on, on <laughs> the fact that we're on Twitch. If we ever talk about hockey and I have to say hockey names there's oh, gonna yeah. you're gonna see me struggle, and that's yeah, you, that's gonna be worse. You can't edit that out, Scott. That's, that's on the um, mod forever. Yeah, forever. It, it's, it's out there. Um, yeah. Oh, but let, let's talk about a uh, trade trade deadline. So yeah. <laughs> but uh, what 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 stood out to you guys? How do you feel, Josh? Let's start with you, Ashley. Lowry stays with the Raptors. Um, Trevor, why don't you talk about Lowry a little bit? Um. Well, I mean, I kind of wanted to keep talking about the Bulls. Actually, oh, for the Bulls. Talk about what you so, want. Because we talked about we did we were just talking about Vooch. Um so I mean I'm not worried. I, I shouldn't be worried because the Bulls, you know, there's there's ten seeds this year, there's playing games, there's all sorts of different ways things can work out. But the Bulls have some some tough games coming up. They have their next three games are against the Suns, which has ten you know, the Suns are just a really solid team this year, and Chris Paul's possibly like an MVP candidate. I don't he's not gonna win it, but he's Playing great. You have maybe the yeah. You have the Jazz, which that's a loss. Like the Bulls are not going to beat the Jazz. The Jazz are re- playing great basketball right now. I'm not going to even pretend to think that the Bulls can beat the Jazz. What, and then you have if, the if Nets. they score more points than them, though, they can. 
That is the one way I can see the Bulls beating the Jets. And you have the Nets. That is a fucking um, grinder of a schedule. A meat grinder of a schedule. Like, it, it's a road trip. Well, except for, the, I think the Nets is back at home. But, you, I mean, playing those three teams after, lo- and then being, not only that, but you're on a losing streak. They've lost, like, it feels like five plus in a row now. I mean, it's bad. One of those losses being to the Cavs without Colin Sexton. We lost to just land. We did not lose to the full sex land. We we just land. And I, I, I don't know. Like, the Bulls are not playing really well right now. And then they went for this all-in trade in the middle of a losing streak as the 10th seed. And they have, a, as I said, the meat grinder schedule coming up. And look, Vooch is playing great. And, like, I'm, I'm not worried about necessarily the team playing well in the future. I think they can start to play better. But the problem is, is they need to start playing better now because they're literally at the worst seed. The, the teams like the Pistons, teams like the Raptors, teams like, uh, I don't know who else is below them, but those teams below them have been playing better than the Bulls are we have. Talk, are we going to talk about the Raptors? Because what yes, you just said is just, entirely not true. <laughs> no, the Raptors have been playing better than the Bulls. They have. No. Josh. Dude, they lost nine in a row, including the, they broke the, the Rockets one against them. The Rockets then their 20th streak, no, and they won one game, recent... and they've lost all everyone since. No, they're dude. No, I promise you, no, they're no, terrible. No. They're not making the playoffs. I'm not, I, but I'm just saying, like, teams below them have been play, I, I think the Raptors have been playing better than the Bulls. Like, I don't know. Like, I maybe, maybe they have. I, I feel like Josh with the Raptors is more pessimistic, but with the Iowa Hawkeyes, he's very optimistic. Because with the Hawkeyes, I was always saying, I'm like, Oregon's a, a tough matchup at the second round if we, if we face them in the second round. And then when we got there, Josh like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, our boys are going to – we're going to come out. We should be able to win this. We're, our, you know, our route to the final looks better once uh, – who was it? Ohio State lost? You're like, this this should really help us later in the it's tournament. Illinois and it's Illinois yeah. losing. And I'm like, I'm still worried about Oregon. But with, it's a, you're the opposite with the Raptors where you're – this team's just not good. And I think that maybe is because of, like, you and me always talk about how fun that Raptors team was last year. Not the year that they won, but just the year that they, you know, they were breaking records. They were doing things they've never done in franchise history. They were playing some of the, when they were on, they were playing the best basketball I think I've ever seen that organization play. Um, yeah, continue. Sorry. Just thought that so, was yeah. interesting. You know, I, I, yeah, the Raptors are certainly in in a bad streak right now but I, you, you could also argue that they're probably due for some better times ahead they did beat the nuggets in that crazy win you know last week they, but anyways like the wizards are down there the Cavs are down there i think the wizards are also a threat to take that seed but my point is is they got a meat grinder of a schedule and it just is kind of disheartening for them to go all in like this and i don't think they're going to win the next three games and so this losing streak's not going to turn into you know uh it's at four right now. It's gonna. I think they're going to lose the next three games. It's going to be a seven-game losing streak. It's going to be really tough to come back from that. And I don't know. Like that's just what's been on my mind about the Bulls. And but I love Vooch and I love their starting lineup. And I like these. Uh, these is going to be a fan favorite. Yeah. I don't know. Like there's there's so many things that I am excited it's about Tice. the Bulls. But yeah, I, I was saying Tice all last night, and I, I, I said these. I'm I'm and you I said it. it wrong. I don't know. I okay. Yeah, that's embarrassing. But, yeah, you're not used to saying German last names, are you? Yeah. Why? Why would I know how to? Oh my god. I don't know. I, it was just. It's been a disheartening past week for the Bulls, except for the, the trade deadline was electric. I, I know they'll be better, but these next three games, I just I gotta prepare myself for the worst, which it's fine because they're they're playing really good teams. So you know, I'm 
yeah, but I'm excited about the Bulls' moves. I think the Bulls honestly won the trade deadline. So. I have I have two things. So I think Josh brought this up in our, our group chat, is that all Garys in the NBA were traded. Yes, every single Gary was traded. Everyone. They were all Harris, traded. Every Gary. Gary Harris was traded, yeah. If you were Gary, you are on the move. Second uh, shout thing. out Monte Morris's friend on the Nuggets. <laughs> That's what he's known for. No. <laughs> second, second thing about Gary's that I want to bring up is that Gary's, especially in the NFL, have the weirdest naming of chill, uh, uh, or not NFL, NBA, of their of their children I've ever seen. So Josh, I think you know the names. Oh, can of I talk all about this? Gary. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about you know, this. Can I talk about Gary Payton first? Yeah, though? you know Gary Payton. That's fine. Yeah, Gary Payton. So he had. Well, he, I believe he has two sons with two different mothers. He named one Gary Payton Jr. and then one Gary Payton III. But they're not, like, the same family. So they're, like, they're brothers. They're, like, stepbrothers. But it's Gary Payton Jr. and Gary Payton III. I don't know. That's weird. And, Josh, why don't you explain the uh, Gary Trent Jr. family tree? Well, I first want to talk about this, the Gary Trent Jr. trade and how freaking weird it is. So Gary Trent Jr. got traded in the... Third, like it's like the 41, 41st game, I think, of his third season to the Raptors from the Blazers. His dad got traded from the Blazers to the Raptors in his third season in like his forty-first game at the exact same time. It's very, just very, very, very weird. And so, uh, yeah. Um, now Gary, Gary Trent Senior, his, uh, he's got three sons. No, he's got, he's got, he's got four sons. Sorry. And uh, I'll just break down their names. All right, we got Gary, Gary Trent Junior, of course, the, the new Raptors player. We got Gary Son, we got Gray Son, and we got Gray Don, and uh, yeah, that's 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 his brothers. It's like it's like if I named my sons uh, Josh Junior, Josh Son, uh, Jush Son, and Josh Dunn. <laughs> that is like it's funny. I think it's funny. It's Josh like Joshua. Yeah, it's like uh, who who's that? There's there's a new Marlins player named Victor Mesa, and his dad's name is also Victor Mesa, and then, like his brother's name is Mesa Mesa. <laughs> Just <laughs> what about Bull uh, Bull. George George yeah, Foreman? Bull Bull yeah, yeah, that one too. I think all his kids are George Foreman, and I don't know if that includes both genders or if that's just sons. I don't know, but that's like I think there's like seven of them too. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Anything else with the trade deadline? I, I'm thinking right now. The people that weren't traded, I believe that Andre Drummond was is going to be picked up from the Lakers, uh, and Lamarcus Aldridge is going to sign with the the Nets. So, what do you think about those two moves? You know, honestly, like NBA NBA Twitter especially has been making a bigger deal out of the Lamarcus Aldridge signing. Like, I don't know, he's kind of like old now. He's still good, but I don't know. Like, if he wants to go play on the Nets, like and not make a lot of money, then fine. Like, I, I get it. I get why people are mad, but I'm still going to watch basketball i think i'm still gonna think the nets are a fun team like i don't know i just i just I, wanted to be done with aaron baines man that was my one thing i wanted was to be done with yeah, aaron baines I, we didn't I, get that. I wanna i wanna i wanna hear like i think another big thing is like the raptors keep keep their fucking the heart of their team kyle lowry like and a lot of these teams that were searching for a point guard upgrade didn't get it or like mm-hmm. uh what was it philadelphia trade for george hill who traded for george hill scott was it uh i think it was the sixers oh no maybe it was the heat yeah. Rondo also got traded with Lou Williams, went to the Hawks. Yeah, and, and then the Heat the... get Oladipo, which is awesome. You know, I, I, I'm excited for that. I think him being out of Houston is great because <laughs> if, so he, what if he had to play out that season with Houston with the way that team was playing, I would have been so sad for him, especially like coming off of the injury like he was to like get traded but... from Indiana and then just have to wallow in Houston. Ugh. George Hill is a 76er. Um... Okay, so I got that one right. 
Yeah, but my first trivia uh, point. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, the, the weird. Yeah, mark it down. You're you're up one zero. Um, but the weird thing with the uh, depot trade is, if you look at what the the Rockets got out of the Harden trade, now they you know how they traded Lavert and Oladipo. They don't have either now, so it's just yeah. picks, right? Yep. Like that's just that just it's makes the trade rebuild. even worse. Yeah. But I, I do want to talk about uh, God, Josh. I was watching the Raptors game yesterday, mm-hmm. and I saw that like Chris Boucher only played. I think was it twelve minutes. I just don't get it. So like, the dude, whenever he plays, he puts stats, and they just don't use him. To put like the rep season in perspective, he's lanky. Like I forgot they were playing, and I didn't watch. That's kind of what it's been like the past like month. Because last night marked the fourth game the entire season I have not watched, and I that I didn't avoid it. I just forgot. Like, I just forgot. And, like, that's kind of because I, I, I watch every single game, even while I'm streaming, even while I'm doing anything. I literally have the game on. And because I, I love them. I love I love my Raptors. And it just, I forgot. They're playing the Pistons, and they still lost. And it just, they they, they suck, man. They, they, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this team isn't good. They're not good. As long as Aaron Baines is getting significant minutes, they are not going to be a good team. He's just a drain on every aspect of the game. He is the worst bake I've seen in my entire life. And I want him to leave my team. I'd rather than play with four players at any given point than have Aaron Baines employed. It's just so weird for me because Chris Boucher, like, he played 24 minutes on, what was it, two days ago? He okay. gets 18 points. Chris Boucher rebounds. fills up the stat sheet and he's good. He is good. But the problem is that he is not strong in any big, even though he's a good defensive player, he can guard Very one through lanky. four. He can guard one through four, no problem. He cannot guard five, and he is a five. And so that's. That's a problem. Like, he's good, and I think he's going to be a good NBA player for a very long time. But until he bulks up just a tad, he can't guard fives, and he'll be just destroyed on defense. Yeah. And that's just what it is. And the Raptors value defense over everything else. also think it's interesting after the trade deadline, uh, Evan Fournier went 0 for 10 in his Celtics debut. Uh, so not the best welcome to a new team. But, yeah. Um, all right, anything else with NBA? Obviously, we talked about Bulls. We talked about Raptors. We talked about... A lot of big trades. Uh, Lou Williams going to be getting some more lemon pepper wings in Atlanta. So Scott, we got an answer there. on uh, George Foreman's kids. Twelve kids, seven daughters with one named Georgetta, and all his sons are named George Jr. up to George the sixth. I mean, that's normal. Thank you. That's that's, 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 a, that's what you do. That's perfectly what you normal do. thing to do. Yeah, that's just what you do. I don't know what. Like, I don't <laughs> know why I'm the person that, that, that just found that out for us. Um, my God. That's just what you do. I don't know what to tell you. That's just what you do. Yep. I guess I have to have 12 kids now. All right, um, so we got we got 10 minutes left in the show. Uh, I don't think that's enough time to do a multi-round draft if you just want to do trivia. I was kind of excited. Well, we could we could push it to next week. We don't have any other ideas for next week. All right. We'll save the draft for next yeah. week. All right. So first category, if you guys are ready for some trivia. Or, Josh, do you want to explain what we're doing? Yeah, we're going to do – Scott, bring some trivia. Everybody, how many questions you got? Five questions. Okay, I'm gonna run a That's poll. Beyond. I'm gonna run a poll for each question, and I'm going to give you the answers. And uh, you got, uh, chat, feel free to click on what you think, and then we're, me and Trevor are gonna answer. And then that's just it. It's just trivia. Like there's nothing else to it. I will get all of the answers right. I believe Josh has yeah, won two. Uh, Trevor has won the first one. Josh is on a two-game winning streak. So yeah, I can see it. If, if set up. Let me know when you're ready, Josh. It won't let me. I literally just won't let me use the poll command. I don't know why. Maybe because maybe do we have to be affiliated for polls? That might be the case. Yeah, that's probably it. All right. Well, forget the polls then. Feel free to answer here in the chat. Eventually, eventually we'll get it. All right. So 
the first question is NFL, and it is in 1993, what NFL team made off-season trades for Joe Montana and Marcus Allen? Now, I could give you guys options for this, or should I just... I knew it, but I, if you guys want multiple choice, I can do that. What, you on. guys have to agree, though. I'm Give thinking, options. just right off the bat, I'm Hang thinking on. if we both get it wrong, then we get options. Yep, no. Okay. Are you okay with that, Josh, or do you yeah, want multiple fine. choice? No, that's fine. Okay, uh, so, okay, so can we get the question one more time? Uh, in 1993, what NFL team made off-season trades for Joe Montana and Marcus Allen? Okay. Okay. All right. Answer in three. I should know this, right, two, Scott? One. 49ers. Chiefs. Trevor is correct. It, yeah. it is the it is the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> both, yeah. So one one for Trevor. I, I mean, I, I thought that was fairly. Uh, I yeah, thought Trevor would get that, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I was. I was like, I was thinking, like, what? I, honestly, when I was answering that first question, like, should we get options or not? I honestly didn't even know what the question was. And, <laughs> so yeah, but, I, mean, I, I don't know anything about football. It's fine. I just know Montana only played, I believe, for the Chiefs and the Niners. I know Allen was Raiders and or not uh, Raiders and Chiefs. Marcus Allen so. was Raiders and Chiefs, yeah. So if they were both traded the same team, process of elimination. Also with the years, it just that's the only team that Montana was draft or traded to. So no, I like that. Uh, I like that question, Scott. I thought it was. Good... I thought it was a good a good difficulty level. I didn't want to. You sometimes we've had some low scoring uh, ones, and I'm totally setting you guys up for a trap question because this <laughs> one might be a little tough. Um, oh no. Who is the all-time NBA? Kind of, it's actually college basketball. But who is the all-time leading scorer in men's college basketball? <laughs> so I'll give you multiple choice because there's just so many players. Yeah. Um, so we got Freeman Williams, Pete Maravich, Larry Bird, or Steph Curry. <laughs> okay. I can list. I need the options again. Or y'all are y'all ready? I mean, I, I'm ready as I'll ever be. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Answer in three, two, one. Larry, Larry Bird. Both went Larry. You're both wrong. That's a yeah. great guess, actually. Uh, who do who do you guys think this? Who who'd your next guess be? Just curious. The first guy. <sighs> yeah. Williams. Yeah. That's a hell of a name. Um, that is also incorrect. It is Pistol Pete Maravich. What? Oh, I made the assumption. Is he known for like his passing? Is known for his passing, but not only does he own the three highest single season averages in Division One history, also the highest career total uh, in Div- in Division One history. He scored three thousand six hundred sixty-seven points, over four hundred more than the next the next closest player. He did it in eighty-three games. So just wow. learn something new every day. Um, so we are still have, I believe, Trevor up one zip. Um, we're gonna go to baseball. Oh, here we go, Trev. Oh god! I this is, this is just I gotta a, get myself ahead in the first two, and I I just can't do it. This is this Trev. is this is anyone's game. Josh might know this just because it's weird, and Josh loves mm. weird. He lives in weird baseball. Um, it's true. All right, which San Francisco Giants player once hit a home run, but didn't score? <laughs> I thought I was gonna end it there. <laughs> once hit a home run. Which which Giant player? <laughs> I was like, that's a great question, Scott. None of them. Your options are. Aaron Rowand, Angie Molina, Randy Wynn, John Boker. Boker? You can spell yeah, I think it, I, know I don't this. know how to say I think I know this. 
Can you just give I me the options one more time? Yeah. Um, Aaron Rowand, Angie Molina, Randy Wynn, John Boker. Okay, so going like what I know about home runs, yeah, is that you need to round the bases, yeah. to score. Mm-hmm. And so th- th- this guy must have like torn his Achilles on like second base. I don't know, like, or or like made up, messed up a rule. Um, there's three options, right? There's four options. There's four options. Okay. Everything we count. I'm just four. gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm just ready when you are. Do you want to guess? I like I have my All answer. Right. Like, do you want to? Trevor, you just want to go first? Yeah, give me the options one more time. It is Aaron Rowand, NG Molina, Randy Wynn, or John Boker. Okay. I'm ready. Go for it, Trev. All right. John Boker. Go Randy Wynn. Okay. He pulled a Boker and tore his Achilles on second base, couldn't round the bases. And you are both incorrect, actually. Oh, wait. Here's the story. So on September 26, 2008, NG Molina oh, became okay. the first MLB player in history that. to hit a home run and not get credit for a run scored. In the sixth inning against the LA Dodgers, he hit a ball off the right field wall that was originally ruled a single. The umpires used instant replay and subs- subsequently ruled the hit a home run. But Molina was already replaced at first base with a pinch runner, Emmanuel Burris, <laughs> who rounded the bases and was credited with the run. <laughs> I thought Josh might know that. The only name I recognized was Benji Molina. I recognized so, all three of those. So I, I thought Aaron Rowan four, was... There's four of them. I thought you were trying to get me to Aaron Rowan because Aaron Rowan played for the Giants and got hurt in a really gross way while playing center field. And so mm-hmm. uh, I recognized that name. So I thought you were trying to get me, though. I knew it wasn't him. And then it was between Molina and Wynn. And I thought Wynn was a significantly better player, so he had more chance at home runs for more weirdness to happen. So I went with Wynn. Hey, that was, that was a good question, Scott. I mean, I don't know a lot about baseball, I just, but I like that. I like that story. I just thought it was a fun one. It's an interesting one. Uh, okay, so I know hockey is a category we struggle with immensely. Uh, big round. I don't want to set big this round. up as, as a question I think you guys should get. But I, I think one of you will at least get this right. Right. Um, I'm still mad about that. What is a hockey puck sometimes called? What? You say now, that again, your audio cut out. What a is a bit. hockey puck? Right, ready? Yeah. What is a hockey puck sometimes called? Ice ball. The options are wafer, <laughs> cookie, biscuit, press pretzel. Okay. okay. I think I got it. I know this, but I, I, I feel like one of you will at least get it. All right. Let's get your answers in this. three, two, one. Biscuit. The biscuit? Both got it. I'm so proud. Oh, okay. The biscuit in the, in the net. I was, I was going to say wafer, and then I heard biscuit. I'm like, it's got to be biscuit. But what, do you, what, do they, what food do they refer to as cyst as? Bonus got points. A cookie. <laughs> Trevor? A flapjack. You have no idea, do you? <laughs> it's an apple. What? what? Apples are round. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I guess, I think because it starts as it starts with an A. You know how he got two apples? I don't know. I, I don't understand all, all the lingo, but I'm pretty sure they call us just apples. Just curious if you guys. I feel like they I'm can... happy you got biscuit. Yeah. I'm happy about it too, Scott. Uh, the apple of Eden. All right, Trevor, you're going to the final round with a a, a two to one lead. So we'll see if you win it. Um, There's a final round now. <laughs> yeah, it's the we're, we're going to go back to football. Oh God. Um, I think Josh, you have just as good a Pablo chance Sanchez. of getting this one. I'm going to do no multiple choice. Oh God. Um, <laughs> you guys could get this if you guys both agree for multiple choice. I can give you options. 
Um, what is the oldest NFL franchise in continuous operation with the same name in the same location? Oh, oh, Jesus Christ! Understand God. the question. Okay. Can you so tell it, me? It wouldn't be like the L.A. Rams because they move. Damn it! That was my guess. No. Um, um. Oh, that's a great fucking question. <laughs> but can you tell me when the NFL formed? Is that cheating? Can you tell me that? I'll look up NFL. All right, that's a that's a good question. That's founded August twentieth, nineteen twenty. You probably don't need the date. Nineteen twenty is all you need. Um, I can give you guys options. Their options are pretty solid with how old some of these places are. Okay. I I have a couple ideas. I, I think have, I have my guess. I have two I, guesses, and I I'm, down, to... I'm down for options. Okay. Two options. I think let's do one guess just to see if you guys get it, and then I'll do options after the first guess. But what if we guess one of the options that's incorrect? And I'm just going to replace it with a different team that I know is really old. Okay, fair enough. All right. Stupid here, Trevor. I know how to do this. All right. Um, okay, answer in three, two, one. The New York football Packers. giants. We have a winner. Oh, which... shit means that Josh didn't tie it up because oh. oh. Trevor had the lead. Trevor, I would have been so proud if you got that wrong. Just that would have been, that would have been I, funny. To I me. was like, this um, has to be the Packers, right? I like, I've been to the NFL yeah. Hall of Fame. I've been like, <laughs> obviously, I've been to Lambeau Field multiple times. They literally like, the, Green Bay is the only team that doesn't change anything at all. <laughs> so like, They're it named had to after be them. a business that closed, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, uh, but what's it called? The, so the options that they had were Packers, Bears, Browns, and Cardinals. Obviously, I think we knew that the Packers, like, out of those options, I feel like you know it's the Packers because Bears used to be the Chicago Cardinals, I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, tre- good job, Trevor. You you know, now the, the score is back to I, two, I needed two. a win. I needed a win. I needed it so bad. Even it up. We'll see if Josh, uh, if he if he bounces back next week. Oh, I will, buddy. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I'm going to try to keep track of how many you guys win. I'm curious how, how close it will be. Our chat did great. If you guys were yeah. reading the chat, they, um, they knew Biscuits. They knew it was the uh, – knew they guessed Benji Molina. Um, the Chiefs. They knew the Packers. Packers. They, knew, they knew pretty much – I think they went four for five. And So I think the chat actually wins. Because, Trevor, you only had three. But I, I guess we, we, can't, we can't count on them. Yeah, Trevor, you got the winner circle this week. Any any final words? Uh, you know, I just want to thank thank all my supporters, the people who stood behind me all this time, even even in the when I was losing and I couldn't get a win, they were still behind me, cheering me on, and I, I got to thank all those people. So, gotta admit, as someone that has stood behind Trevor before, it sucks. You can't see <laughs> shit. The man is six six. Those whoever stands behind Trevor, you are getting absolutely crap view of whatever I'm you're great trying at concerts. to concerts. For myself. And someone mentioned big shoulders. That doesn't help either. Can't see around him. Trevor, no. glorified window. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to conclude this episode. Uh, chat, thanks for participating in trivia and throughout the episode. It's been real fun interacting with you all. Um, I look forward to doing it more next week. And uh, Josh, Trevor, thanks for being here. Uh, same normal stuff. Please subscribe, like our podcast, wherever you uh, you 
I was gonna say consume it. I don't know. Whether <laughs> you to it, whether you use your ear holes to consume it. <laughs> How do you listen yes. to us? Do you use what orifice? Yeah. Do you... <laughs> yeah. Thank, thanks everyone for being here. Uh, I think I think that's gonna conclude this. See you guys.